Welcome to New Mommy at 40, a honest, informative, and non-judgmental podcast for those navigating to and through parenthood in their 40s. And I'm your host, Victoria Latour Dunker, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. This is the premiere episode of season three. I'm so excited. Our guest today is the inspiring, charismatic, and beautiful Chia Mosley. She is sharing joy and realness with her personal story of becoming pregnant at age 46. But before we get into it, I need you to do something for me. Press that follow, subscribe button wherever you're listening or watching this so you don't miss a single episode. And follow us at New Mommy at 40. That's New Mommy and the number 40 wherever you do your social media. All right, hit it. It didn't happen in my 20s. Who cares? Now I've got all this fancy wisdom to share. Hey, I've got this baby. You're getting the best of me. Because I'm a new mommy at 40. <laughs> I'm so happy to have the guest we have today because she is truly inspiring hope all over Instagram and, and TikTok. I think you're on TikTok as well, right? Mm -hmm. Because I came across this woman's feed and I just thought, wow, she's doing it with so much light and, and really trying to shed hope. That's her goal on, it feels like from her, her platform. And it's such yes. a pleasure to have her with us today. It's Chia Mosley, everyone. Yeah. She's here with us and I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, I was so happy when I received your message. I was like, oh my God, like people actually want to hear my story and want me to speak to them. Like, Yay. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because sometimes people, you can tell people build a platform. It's like a personal diary. If someone sees it, fine. But it felt like the the warmth and the 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 presence that you care that you hold there is don't let anybody take you away from your dream. If that's something you want to do and you think you can do it, do it. Well, yeah, it's interesting because that's what the platform has turned into, but that isn't how it started. Mm. Um, I'm a bit like you where I was answering up to something when I started, but I was answering up to myself. Mm. Um, the truth is, is I first conceived at the age of 45. Like I had a natural conception at 45 and it was a surprise. And then six weeks later, I miscarried. I'm sorry. And so then um, I got pregnant again a year later at 46. And I was reluctant to get excited about it because I had just kind of come off that miscarriage the previous year. And given my age, I was just kind of like, okay, like I was happy, but reluctant. And I'm not the type of person that walks in fear ordinarily in life. Like that's not my spirit at all. Mm -hmm. But I found myself afraid to tell people that I was pregnant um, because I just was like, oh, what if I don't carry through? And I kind of had to like adjust my own attitude and say, you know what, Chia, that's not cool that you're acting this way. Like You should be happy about your pregnancy and you should celebrate it for every day that you're pregnant. And the way that I forced myself into that was I started posting about it. Um, I live in Florida. Um, my family is all in California. Um, my partner is Eastern European. His family is all in Europe. So this became the means in which I just started sharing the pregnancy journey. I was not even thinking that there would be all these women 
that appreciated my journey and my story. It, it, it was so selfish when I first started. I'm going to boost my own morale and I'm going to make myself act appropriately by forcing myself to post my story and get it out there and stop acting afraid about something I should be so happy about. And the result was all these women are like, oh my God, you give me hope. Oh my God, you're inspiring me. And I was like, <laughs> oh, and I had, you know, um, one post that I did, I think I was like four months pregnant or so. And it was my first like mini viral. It got like, I don't know, 50 something thousand views. And I was like, oh my God, like women actually, this is, this is a thing because I, and this might be upsetting to some people, but I hope that they also find hope in it. I wasn't trying to conceive. And so I was not in the world of the hurt and the pain that comes from trying to conceive and not being able to. I conceived naturally and spontaneously. But that's even the more beautiful thing because I think women also needed to see that it doesn't necessarily have to take a whole bunch of effort and that it can happen for them spontaneously, easily, and healthily. Um, and so I got like this wide favorable response off that post. And once that happened, like I was like, oh, I have to keep going. I have yeah. to keep communicating and I have to keep sharing. And now I just wouldn't stop for the world because some of the messages that I get from women, like some women were like, I was crying earlier today. Um, I have just lost all hope about anything. You've restored my hope. Like I never considered that my story could provide so much upliftment and it makes me so happy that it does. It's like a byproduct of my personal journey is, is to make so many other women and men too. I've had some men chime in and they're happy because they have women who are in their forties and are trying to conceive and that, yeah, it's been, it's been just the road to hope. And so now that is my platform. I love, you know, pushing optimism, hope, inspiration. It, it's God, it's so fantastic and I just wouldn't trade it for the world. It's great. Well, it's a, it's a choice, right? I think that's what you, you know, and how you started was like, mm -hmm. I can choose to be anxiety ridden about this, about this happening again, or in a space of, you know, what's I, I this is spontaneous. I, it happened again, tw like twice. It's like, this is happening. I didn't even really want it to happen. And going from that to say, you know what? It's happened. It's it's happening. And I need to do something to to put myself in that space to just receive what's going on. You know what I mean? Like that's a choice. And yeah. I I I appreciate how you're saying, you know, it almost sounds as if what the responses that you that you received kind of propelled this, but mm -hmm. something in your spirit, like you said naturally, you're someone who's just positive and and, and anyway, so it's, but that's a choice. And I think what's good, it's a reminder for those to, you know, for those of us who have wanted children and have suffered miscarriages and things like that, um, that to still honor our feeling, but also find the space to, to move with, not mm -hmm. through in spite of, but move with yeah. and choose hope and yeah. and some aspect of optimism of the unknown because that's what it was it was the, the unknown is happening like i didn't really want this route but here we are here we are and and here's the thing it wasn't even that i didn't want it um so really quick i'll, I'll tell you like 
our attitude about having a baby because we definitely talked about conception. Um, women ask me all the time, so I'll say it here. They, they'll always ask, um, were, you, were you having regular periods? You know? yeah. So yeah, I was having regular periods. With age, they had shortened up. They weren't as long and they weren't as heavy, but they surely were regular. And so, okay, let's all be grown up boys and girls here. If you're having unprotected sex and you're still having a cycle, <laughs> things can happen. And we had that conversation. So I was like, listen, you know, with what we're doing here, um, you know, we could have a baby still. Like, I still have a period. Is this something that you would like? And it was like a little bit of a pause. And I could see, I could see kind of like the thought kind of like he was like looking at it, like mentally kind of looking at the idea and a little smirk <laughs> comes on his face and I could see it where he was like, yeah, I would, I would like that. I would be okay with that. And I was like, okay, good. Me too. If it happened, I think you need to establish that ahead of time. Right. Yeah. And um, so over time we would have varying conversations about conception and we both agreed um, because we, we, his friend, his friend specifically would say, you know, can you have children? Like, would you want to have children? Um, I think his culture being European, mm-hmm. you know, they're not coming up with black girls. Like I was the only one on the scene, you know, like I was like new news and they were kind of like, hmm, <laughs> you want to have a baby? Cause this would be a beautiful baby and la, 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 yeah. la. <laughs> you know, something different. Like, yeah. oh, you know, like they were like really into this, like maybe, okay, can you guys have a baby? And it prompted us to, you know, have more conversation about it. And, um, but we did decide we we're like, listen, it would be great to have a baby. Like we would love to have a baby, but I was like, honey, I don't want to do anything. Like, I don't want to go out of my way to have a baby. Like I would like it if it happened, but I don't want to do IVF at this stage. You know, I'm not freezing my eggs or anything. If it happens, it happens. And we literally had that conversation so lightly. I remember it was like (laughs) in the kitchen and it was like a three minute conversation. Like, I don't want to do that. He was like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that either. But if it happens, it happens. What do you want for dinner? Great. Okay. And, and honestly, I'll end that little piece really quickly by saying I think that that was half of our magic is we were so light yeah. about everything. We 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 made decisions about it, but we were light. We never made conception um, a heavy subject, and we never made sex about conception, which I understand starts to happen. It can get it can yeah. get tough when yeah. sex becomes about that. Sex became just about us. You know, we never. We never changed anything about our, our mode of operation and conception was easy. That's great. Yeah, no, sometimes I think there's uh, also this um, this thought that when you're older, especially a female and you're looking to date and you haven't had kids yet, there's this like, well, will I be able to have a baby with him? And I think it does color the dating scene too, mm-hmm. of like, if you're coming from that space of like, Oh, my time is running out. And you know, if can, is this part a candidate? Is this part possible? And I had a, a friend who literally brought that up on the first date now to each his own. Right. But <laughs> like, it's like, advice, hey, ladies, don't do that on the first date. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Definitely a conversation to have, but the first date, it's kind of, it's very intimidating, but I, I pictured something like what you said about how you guys were in the kitchen, like a three minute, like just, it came up and then it didn't. Can you imagine being at a restaurant and like, mm, this is really good tortellini. And like, hey, do you want to 
have kids, by the way. It's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, it can color. So I think that too, and the pressure that you're right, it can really, when, when sex starts to become about conception, it, it's a relationship killer sometimes. It really is because yeah. everyone's just, you're not connecting. And, you know, even for me, we did um, end up, you know, my daughter was born um, naturally too, conceived naturally. Uh, we had a miscarriage prior to this, like you and I was anxious for me because I, I really did want to be a mother. Mm -hmm. So when the miscarriage happened, I remember my, my husband, who's really blunt, he's really uh, ripped the bandaid. He's like, well, at least we know you can get pregnant. So <laughs> I was like, true. <laughs> yeah. Doctors were saying the same thing to me. They were like, well, it, this is good news. They said, you know, you had a miscarriage, but the good news is you can get pregnant. Yeah. And I was like, it's odd. It's an odd timing for that. You're like, okay, but I still had a miscarriage. Um, and I remember at that moment, I like laughed. It was like a nervous laugh. And then it became a hearty laugh. Like, yeah, I guess so. But like, okay. Yeah, we know, you know? So I was anxious too afterwards um, to, to, to um, tell people. So I can definitely relate to that. And I, I feel like sometimes you know, um, after a miscarriage, it's just one of those things where you just want to kind of keep it a little bit guarded when you get pregnant again, just in case. And, mm -hmm. um, but it, it, anxiety can really like sneak up on, on, on us on that pregnancy after a miscarriage. Um, and I did IVF later, we did two rounds of IVF and it, and even with no sex being involved. I mean, really, and at that point, right? You just yeah. egg retrieval, sperm, whatever. Sex still felt labored. Like it was almost like mm -hmm. we were like, but if we can just do this on our own, we don't have to go through this process on Tuesday, you know? And it just took the magic out of it. While when we conceived naturally, we're just in love. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't really about that. It was, you know, we wanted it, but it, we, we didn't think about that as we were connecting. So it, 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 it can be something that adds a lot of stress to relationship. I'm glad that you didn't, you didn't have that. It makes it even sweeter, right? Yeah. And that, and that's really like my message to women is that, um, especially at this age, one, you have to be fair to yourself. Yeah. You may not conceive, mm. you may not conceive, right? Like that is the reality, but my thing that I think that's uh, been a winner for me is I was always happy no matter what was happening in my life. So I said when I was single and I didn't have a man on site, but I wanted one, I was having a great time. Hanging out with my girlfriends, living my best life, you know, making it go right. When I met my man, we were just having a great time, living our best life. And I had resolved, like, if we never had children, we could make a fantastic life together. And we could travel and we could start businesses and we can do whatever it is we want to do. And I think it's really important to have that kind of mindset of being willing to experience anything. It's almost like childbirth itself, right? Like you have this whole birth plan oh, yeah. and then like mine and then it just goes completely sideways and you have <laughs> to be willing to experience that. <laughs> so, um, but I think the same is, is in life. And again, at this stage of the game, you have to find your joy in I also believe this, you know, whether you're religious or spiritual or not, I think most of us can agree that there we have a body, right? And then there's the spirit, like there's something that has come together to work in harmony, the body and the spirit, right? Yeah. And the baby is the same. 
So I, like I said this to a friend of mine who kind of opened up to me about her um, conception journey with her husband, like lots of failed IVF and lots of stress and sex and things like that. And I just told her, I said, well, be the baby for a minute. Cause it's like, you're somebody and your husband's somebody and the baby is somebody. Yes. It's a small somebody, but it's somebody. And I was like, just imagine like the baby looking in on you, like baby can choose its family mm-hmm. and look at all the stress and demand you're putting on that baby to be there. Like we have to have this baby and we, and, and, and it, and it's like, that's a lot of pressure for being to come into. Yeah. A lot of expectation and a lot of pressure. And I say, I think if you can just grant the baby the respect that it too has mm-hmm. is, is a being, mm-hmm. just like you and your mate, and it may have choices <laughs> of yeah. where to go or what or, or what looks like a viable family. And it's like, make it look loving. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. make it a welcoming place. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's if, if a person has a concept that you're beyond just a body, they can get down with what I'm saying. Oh yeah. If they're a, if they're a, a, a YOLO and you're just a body and that's it, then what I'm saying may not ring true <laughs> and that's fine too. But to me, it is not real that we are just bodies and that right. the baby just will come because your cells mash together and that's that. It's a little yeah. bit more to it. So I say create a loving dynamic between your mate that a baby would want to come into. Yeah. And, and get back definitely... to that if you lost it. Yeah. And Naomi definitely chose you guys. I she feel chose... that way. Cause I'm like, girl, I was like, for you to make my egg work and that sperm work. <laughs> it, it, listen, that I tell... so, that's so funny way to put it though. You're right. To make my eggs work. Cause you know, they were dusty. I you know, these to... eggs were dusty. dusty. I used to joke to people all the time because they'd be like, you still want to have kids? And I'm like, yeah, if one can, you know, scrape an egg off the side of my uterus and make it work, sure. <laughs> and I was like, and she did. <laughs> she got skills. She got so, skills, little Naomi. She That's... was skillful. And, and, and people like marveled, right? Because I didn't gain, I, I barely gained 20 pounds with this pregnancy. I was all belly. And if you had to ask me, like, I always thought I'd be one of those ladies, like the wheels just fell off, like a hundred pounds <laughs> gained later. Like, I just knew that's the type of pregnant woman that I was going to be. And I was like, that was just the baby. That was Naomi. She just took all the space she needed and no more. I didn't get like a whole bunch of crazy cravings. You know, my appetite changed, but, you know, I ate, I ate like, a, I ate more red meat in my pregnancy than in my entire life. Me too. That was me too. Yeah. I started eating bacon. Like, I don't eat pork. Me but we too. Eating bacon. <laughs> me too. I listen, people yeah. laugh because they come to my house now and they're like, "You got what in your house?" I'm like, "Listen, this baby. This baby asked for it because I was fish every once in a while. I was between being vegan, vegetarian prior to her, and so when when I started craving red meat, I'm like, "Am I gonna do this?" I but I really felt convicted to do it. And and Mm -hmm. I knew it wasn't coming from me. I hadn't eaten red meat in like 13 years. (laughs) And all of a sudden I was like, steak, steak. I need it. It's real. I went too many days without steak. I didn't feel good. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? No. It's so interesting. But yeah, you know, kind of back to the message at hand. It's like, I believe that a lot of how things went was because of her. And she made my pregnancy easy 
and she was easy on the body and yeah i yeah i, I think she found one you know last good egg maybe it wasn't scraped maybe she scraped i don't know where she found it but she made it work god bless her and it's like i didn't get sick at all as i didn't even swell like this was it was literally unbelievable i had the pregnancy of a 20 year old at the ages you know 46 into 47. it's unbelievable and i credit her with that as well too i I always tell people that we're a team yeah. You know, like, yeah, I'm the mommy and I, and um, but she has a role too. And she's doing her job. And I say, so we're, we're a team, you know, and I do believe she chose uh, me and her dad for sure. Now, can, like pregnancy wise, it sounds like you totally had a different thought of what it was. It could have been for you. So mm-hmm. what, what's been the most surprising thing so far in terms of motherhood? I thought I would be exhausted. I thought that I was just going to be like probably the most miserable biatch on the block, <laughs> you know, cause the, I, I'm a sleeper. Like I'm one of those girls where it's like, I, I like my seven hours, eight, you know, eight and a half of sleep. I don't feel so great when I dip below six. Like I'm kind of one of those, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not built from that cloth. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had a lot of worry about how I was going to do, you know, with these every two hour feedings. And it has not been bad. Like, I'm not going to lie and say that I'm, I'm not tired. Like, for sure, there are days when I'm tired, but many days I'm actually quite rested and I'm fine and I carry on like normal. That was the biggest surprise of all because I really thought I was going to be miserable and mm-hmm. I'm not. Thank God. Thank, Thank God. God for everybody because me <laughs> sleep deprived for too many days in a row start to look a certain way. <laughs> <laughs> no, you look amazing. Your glow. I mean, the glow, the pregnancy glow that people say, you still... I still feel that from you. Like looking at you, you look really rested. You just look like you, you, this, this is a, this is a time for you. Like this is, I feel like there's a whole new purpose developing for you that you're just saying yes to the universe to, to God to, but you're not, I don't even know. I don't even think you understand where it's going to bring you. Like I feel it though. You like, do. You you nailed it one hundred percent. Yeah. This has been such a detour that I'm rolling with. Yeah. I'm rolling with the detour. And as you know, guy posts pop up, I follow them. Like on the podcast, I say yes to everybody. Yeah, let's start speaking it and let's see where this goes, you know? Um, and it is, it's it, it is a time and I really I'm thankful to my partner Lauren. Um because he wears that provider hat real tight and, and, mm. and proudly. I think he comes from a culture too that values the woman. You know, in, in Europe, the, the amount of time a, a, a mother gets to stay at home is like, it's years, yeah. not weeks. And, um, you know, even the fathers get paternity leave and things like that. So he comes from a space where motherhood is still valued and, and cherished. And and not to say that women who work aren't valued mothers at all, but I'm saying it allows me to really have this time mm-hmm. and enjoy it for what it is. Um, so it is true. Like you really, what you're speaking and observing, you've nailed it. You've got it. Yeah, it's uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm glad to be part of the early stages of it and just talking to you here today. But I, I definitely feel it. I wanted to ask you, there's definitely this, um, like I said in the beginning, there's a light you just really radiate. Aww. But there's also something about you that 
I'm picking up, which is almost like when it comes to uh, this motherhood journey, what you want other people to get from your journey, which is like, what I would like to know, like what, how are you hoping that you inspire? Be what are you looking to inspire women who with, with what they're getting from your platform? Hope. Hope, hope, because that's, that's the thing that the majority of the women say that I do give and it's providing so much relief to them and inspiration. And yeah. so um, hope is the primary thing. And I hope that the other thing that I get to put out there is just setting a good example, you know, um, and of, of being of good health, you know, making good choices when you're younger. Like many women ask me about that and I'm very candid. Like I, I'm not an advocate of, of taking drugs. Like we live in a very big drug culture and I'm fortunate um, my dad specifically was very, very adamant about me not doing drugs. Um, my dad was an actor in Hollywood and um, he played TC on Magnum PI. So if you're, if you're in my age range, you know, you know, my dad is yeah. 40 and up, you know, TC from Magnum PI, you know, because sure. we only had like five TV channels to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I and, know. Oh yeah. And he, he saw firsthand in Hollywood, like what drugs look like. And he, he would tell me stories about going to party parties and people being high and what it looked like exteriorly to him. And so I kind of like in my own household got raised to pretty much say no, you know, to drugs. And um, yeah, I, I drink alcohol, but moderately. So I'm not going to tell you, I've never been drunk. I have, but it's not a lifestyle. Right. Um, and I think that these, these kind of choices have paid off for me. Um, and allowed me to be able to conceive and to be healthy while conceiving. And, um, you know, I did sports growing up. So it kept me always wanting to be active, even into my 30s and 40s. I always want to ride a bike or take a walk or take a hike. And so there's aspects to my, my lifestyle that I also hope set a good example for women and get them, if they have some bad habits, that may be preventing them from being able to conceive or just be healthy that they take a look at me and say, you know what? I, I want to make a change. Like that would be part two. It's like one half hope because there's, you know, medical and, and IVF and blah, blah, blah. And there's all the things of, of the flesh world that may not work. And that's fine. Never lose your hope because hope does work. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's poignant. Very, very deep what you said. I was thinking, in terms of your regimen, workout or anything, did you change anything while you were pregnant? Like, or what did you do? Did, were you working out a lot beforehand or what, what was your thing? What was your lifestyle like prior to? Um, my lifestyle prior to was I like to ride my bike. You know, here in Florida, there's lots of bike trails. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I got my road bikes. I'd ride my bike, go for walks, go for hiking. I didn't have like a quote unquote regimen. Okay. I'm very, there's nothing about my life that's regimented. <laughs> I, <laughs> I should have, have known before diet. I asked. I, I kind have of a regimented schedule. Yeah. Nothing yeah. about me is regimented, but I do enough to be more right than wrong. How about that? Yeah. You know? Yeah, because I'm sure people are asking, you're thinking like, okay, but can you get to like what exactly you did that I can do? And I think I'm asking, really, I haven't asked it because I know that that's not, there's no cookie cutter answer to that. But mm -hmm. just in case, I just thought I'd put it out there because at the end of the day, 
we're not all the same. We have different um, bodies and our, our eggs are all different. But I was just wondering whether there is something that you felt really contributed to outside of Naomi gracing you with amazing pregnancy. Yeah. Like if there's anything that you feel you found afterwards that really helped you recover well mm -hmm. from, your, from your pregnancy and your delivery. Sure. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind um, to a question you asked first, which was my my regimen while pregnant. First trimester, I laid around a lot. I got really really tired first trimester, and I was not very active at all. Um, one thing that did help me through it, we figured out, was um, nutritional yeast, which is a natural source of B vitamins. Okay. And so we took um, unfortified nutritional yeast day and night made leaps and bounds different with my uh, difference with my energy. Hmm. Um, but there was not a lot of like working out in the first trimester. Second trimester, I was, I couldn't sleep a whole lot. I was at the gym. I had a gym membership. I'd be there at like five thirty, six in the morning, just hmm. on a little elliptical machine. I had that second trimester energy, you know, <laughs> yes. what they call it like the honeymoon trimester. Yeah. It was fantastic. Literally, I want to say about 48 hours into the third trimester, I was back on the couch. <laughs> I remember I was like, that. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> third, third trimester got pretty real. And um, then I was getting prenatal chiropractic care. And the chiropractor did such a good job that she had the baby drop very low on my pelvis. It was so low, she stayed on my bladder. So I couldn't, I couldn't walk anywhere. Like, I, I could only go to like indoor events where like I knew there was a bathroom nearby, but like as far as like outdoor activities and going for a walk, hang it up. I couldn't, <laughs> I'd have to pee within five minutes. It was awful. Wow. Oh so, no. Um, not a lot of physical activity in my third trimester. And it's funny because my social media will make it look like I was really active because I started doing videos of me doing yoga. Yeah. That was all second trimester. Third trimester, you won't find it. You didn't find me doing nothing. I was sitting <laughs> on my couch with my camera. Hey. <laughs> no, you did. That's why I, you looked so active. I was like, oh, she, you know, she made it through that second you know, trimester and brought that into a third. Good for her. No, I want, no, you know. that's an apparency. That's that social media. You got to see. <laughs> that's that filter. It's that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because people have the idea like, oh, you were so active. I was like, no, I wasn't. That was, that was, that was months four and five and six. And, <laughs> yeah, no. I remember but, that. Um, <laughs> yeah, a after pregnancy, I do think um, not having the pressure of having to go to work definitely helps so that if I'm tired, I can't sleep. Not having stress from my partner about that fact helps. And he helps me with the baby. Like he loves coming home from work. He will come straight through the door and grab the baby. And I know not all men are that way. I am very fortunate. She can be hot. Like he'll come through the door and he'll kind of find me under attack, right? Like she's like, ah, like just giving me hell. And he'll just come and take her from me, you know? Hmm. Um, so that has also helped with recoveries. Like I have a really, really good partner and he gives me the space to kind of decompress if I need to. If I tell him, I can't, honey, I need to have, go take a walk. Like I need to get out this house and go breathe air by myself, please. By yourself, like, and, and yes, go, but by myself <laughs> and they'd be like okay see you, bye that's great so it, it really is important to make sure that um you and your partner are on the same page with how things would look after pregnancy as well too 
because I do understand some men, they may feel like, oh, like caring for the baby, that's the woman's job or that's your job or you hold the baby or you do this. But there's going to come moments where you're like, I, you know, his job, if he's not an entrepreneur, his job might be kind of nine to five, nine to six. If he's an entrepreneur, okay, be more than that. But your job as a mom is 24 seven. Yeah. And you need, you need somebody to give you a break. Yeah. It's very important to, to accept help because oh, there yes. are, there are a lot of women who feel this um, obligation or like this guilt in releasing the rain. Sometimes it's like, we want this, you want the help, but then it's like, should I, should I not want the help right now? Should I take the help that I I've said that take the help and be vocal, be it's okay to take that walk at that stage. Cause how old is Naomi not right now? She's uh she'll be nine weeks on Thursday. Yeah. Like there are some people who don't feel comfortable taking those moments until like it's months later. And yeah. all you're doing is just kind of that can build resentment that can make anxiety. You just need, you need that. It's really important to take those mm -hmm. moments. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And I, I bring up her age and how old she is now so that people can start to see like it, you don't have to wait. You can, you can do this at this stage. It's, it's going to be more helpful for you, for her, for him to start implementing that now. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And I've been so fortunate. In fact, I have a neighbor who lives right across the street from me. Um, her name is Robin. She's been a lifesaver because even I had a C-section and um, but I had appointments and uh, Lauren had to go back to work. And she was she's like, you need me to drive you? And oh. she would and she'd carry the baby carrier because there's a, I'm surrounded by a community of women too that have their own kind of like baby fever. <laughs> so they just like borrow a baby or participate with the baby. Like I don't let her go off, but they just want to come. You need a ride? You need me to hold her? You need me to carry her? And I'll be like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you come for one hour so I can eat and shower. take a shower. <laughs> and and I do want to say this is my proudest thing as a new mom. I shower every day. Aww. I shower every day. Every day, Chia, really? I, I am shower. so proud of you. Yes, that's been my one thing. I was like, I'm not gonna be the funky mama. I'm not gonna have my baby pit got me pit, you know, hemmed up so bad that I can't do nothing about myself. I'm gonna shower every single day. It's been my mission. Yes. And it is accomplished. Like even today, I got in it before this, five minutes. <laughs> that snaps I'm telling you that is so important that is so great that you've done that because I remember <laughs> one of the first times I took like it was maybe like a three minute a good three minute shower I had her she was doing tummy time so I don't even remember when that that's like maybe week eight or so or no what am I talking about a couple of months later a couple of months yeah yeah, you put him. I put her on um, tummy time, and I'm like, I think I can do it. And I remember going into the bathroom. I left the door open. I had the mat like kind of close, like as if something crazy is going to happen. And I was in that shower, and I'm like peeking out. <laughs> it was a mess. And I thought, this isn't as bad as when she starts moving around. Like I should have been taking these showers a long time ago. Just excuse myself to take them more regularly. I did. I. I don't think I went more than maybe two days or a day without, but not every day. Like that is, that's a commitment to your self care. That is like, cause I can, I smell so bad. Like we could have a whole nother conversation about like the hormone funk Ooh, that comes oh, with yeah. pregnancy. 
I'm like, the only person who would want to be around me is my baby. She seems like the fact that I'm funky, fall asleep under my underarm, <laughs> but I am disgusting. And it's Florida. I had her in June. Ooh. So it's humid. It's hot. And you got somebody who's on you all the time and she's wet. And I'm like, I was just, always, I'm always wet. <laughs> yeah. Breast milk smells good until it doesn't. <laughs> You're like, no, it's a, it's a smell. It's my smell. It's a new, oh, you know what? No, it's time. It's no, it's not. It's, it's, it's bad. Yeah. It was bad for my morale. Like the funk <laughs> is bad for my morale. <laughs> the funk is bad so for I my morale. So I have figured out like she gets these like little nap times, you know, that are kind yeah. of regular. And, and if she wakes up crying, I'll be in the shower. Mommy's here. Mommy's here. I'm coming. <laughs> mommy, mommy just needed to take a shower. <laughs> You'll appreciate this, I swear. When I'm I cleaning out. your dishes. I can't wash my nipples cleaning her dishes. I'm washing your dishes. <laughs> oh my goodness, you're bringing me back. You know, it's like, and what I will say from this end of having an almost four year old, it's like, yeah. it's so joyous to hear this reflection right now because and i'm loving that this is recorded because i want you to have it when she's four and five and just laugh about oh my goodness remember that stage because i'm literally just experiencing so much nostalgia from hearing you yeah that I, you forget those moments you think you'll never forget them but there are some things that you just forget and when you hear someone else's story and going through it at that time it's so good it's so it good is. Oh, I can imagine. And it's it's the joy for me. Like I look at my Instagram and, and my TikTok and I'm so glad that I've recorded all this journey because mm -hmm. even now I look back on it and I'll just be tearing up, looking back at like the hospital or looking at my yoga videos or <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Like, I look back and I'm like, wow, the whole journey is there, you know, and it's, I don't have to hang on to it here in my mind, you know, because time is, does have a way of making things erase, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's cool that you say that. But um, speaking of you having a toddler. Yeah. So why don't you uh, prep me? What do I have to look forward to oh. as a mom in her 40s with a female toddler coming? Tell me what, tell me some highlights, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh my goodness. Every mom listening right now is like, don't, don't do it. Don't take, don't take Chia's joy. No, um, no, it's just kidding. Go ahead, girl, prep me. No, you know, I feel like um, also raising a girl, what I'm experiencing is I'm loving watching the person uh, introduce themselves to me. She's mm. a person. Yeah. And there are moments where I think some, my most frequent times of remembering that is when she's being defiant. And one part of me is like, what, what did you say? You know, what, what is this attitude coming from? And then I remember, I kind of like the fact that she has that conviction. What's the craziest thing she said to you? What was the most appalling thing she said to you? Um, well, she told me at one point that, you know, she didn't want to be my friend, but it was more so, um, she said it in French as the listeners know, she speaks, um, two languages. How do you say that in French? Just what did she say? Je suis pas ton ami. On a, nous sommes pas amis encore. And she likes to add never, which is really much more dramatic in French. It's jamais. And I'm like, oh. you know, and then I was like, never. <laughs> 
Like this is, and then at one point, I don't know where this girl picked this up because then you, you, what, what happens is you start to really look at yourself. Like, how do I appear to her when I'm upset? I'm angry because is she getting that from me? Like it really make it's a, the greatest mirror into your soul, into your spirit. Oh yeah. And raising a kid. And I'll, I'll tell you something crazy. Um, after I tell you about this growl that she developed, I don't know where she got it from, but it was like, je ne suis pas ton ami, jamais. And I was like, whoa. And it was like a, like a wrestler move. And I thought, what? I was going to say wrestle WWF. Maybe and she's not watching that. I'm like, where are you getting this from? Right. And I'm like, is that just her? I, I feel like sometimes she could flip a table, but at the same time, the sweetest empathetic, observant, intelligent, convicted person. I, I literally am in awe of her. The wow. fact that it, it feels like she knows herself and I feel like my greater responsibility as her mom is to guide her to not snuff any of that out. P provide, you know, just some, some, some foundation so that... Mm -hmm she can make her own way and not make too many mistakes, but understanding that this part of her personality, if I nurture it correctly and accept her, I could really be like raising an amazing leader one day. Oh, like I wow. see it in her. She's everything. Like she inspires me daily, oh, daily. Wow. I, I go, gosh, I want some of that. Like, did I have some of that? And that brings me to, a friend of uh, mine had me do like one of those personality tests and I had done them a long time. I, I mean, many, many years ago, different types, but this one asks you to take it as your childhood self, like before oh. 10 mm -hmm. and how you did things. And I hadn't thought about myself at that age in a long time. And as I'm doing it, um, I, the questions, it's always the ones that the answers are so narrow. It's like, okay, I, I kind of did that sometimes, but I didn't do that all the time, but I don't have a choice. So I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. And when it came back, it was this like leader, uh, take command. Like it was a personality that, yes, I see myself as a leader, but it felt, it kind of came across as really harsh. And I thought, man, like, I don't like me. It's not my way or the highway. That's how I'm feeling. And then I thought, who does this remind me of? And like the kid aspect, like, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is what I'm seeing in my daughter at one point, you know, she likes order. She likes quiet. It's, it's, it's too loud. It's just too loud, you know? And, and, and I was like, am I like, was I like that? This test is telling me this is who I was. I asked my mom's best friend who's known me forever and she's like oh sounds like little vicky to me you were you were bossy people would say bossy but i think you were just always really confident i'm like i don't remember being that way i can i could distinctly be being feeling the opposite so wow. at some point i i feel like i was chasing a lot of my life to get back to this place of confidence and um my intuition to be mm. in tune with that again and i had it once it needed direction and it needed steering, but I had it once some, uh, somewhere along the way I lost it. And now mm -hmm. I have a chance to not do that to someone else. That's what it feels like. Oh, wow. I love it. I love it. Well, I know for sure. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the person that she develops into. Um, I suspect very strong willed. If, if I can measure her demand for milk as an indication, 
maybe. <laughs> but I do feel like there's a part of you that maybe hasn't in in trying to allow space for her to become who she is and how much you respect her, you respected her spirit before she was even here, right? You most likely will really observe and and want to get to know this person, you know, and see what she who she becomes. But there are definitely moments where it's challenging because you I find myself thinking about how I was raised and how my parents reacted to certain things. And I feel like because of my age too, of, you know, being older, we're from an older generation of parents who handled certain tantrums in a different way. I'm constantly putting myself in this kind of like, do I want to go there? Am I gentle parenting all the way? Where is my middle ground? And you realize you're trying to reparent yourself. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, it's almost like I have an opportunity to do something a little differently. Than, than what you got. Yeah. Than what I got. But it's heal. I can imagine that there's some therapy and some healing in that, huh? Yeah. You can really heal. Uh, you can really heal. And I, if you, I like that as a perspective to, to take with me as I'm navigating, you know, a personality. You know, yeah. what do you see for uh, Chi in the in the future? And, you know, how would you like for people to contact you? Do you want to let them know where to find you, your handle again? And mm -hmm. This is probably the first time in my life that I don't have the immediate answer to that question because I am on a journey that was so unanticipated. Mm -hmm. Um Naomi's conception came on the heels of me losing my father. And so this past year has just been a year just of unexpected change, you know, losing my father, um, having my mom come live with me, finding out that I'm pregnant, developing a following on social media, being on podcasts, talking about pregnancy over 40. Um, the only thing that I could see that I could tell you that I would like to see happen is I would like to be able to do some speaking engagements. Um, probably like to polish up my story and be able to tell it very concisely to groups of people. I would like that very much. Um, I'm mid writing a book about my story. Lord knows when I'll be able to really get back to it and get it finished because my hands are often holding a baby. Um, and when they're not, I'm trying to take a shower or fix something to eat. So I'll have to navigate that, getting the book written. But I did start it and I would, uh, do intend to get it published at some point. Um, so I guess, you know, as I'm talking to you, I'm kind of navigating and working it out. I'd like to keep this story going and keep it going where I can tell it on bigger and bigger platforms. And, um, you know, I think my story involves finding love after 40 as well. Um, that's a big thing. I just, I made a post about that again, kind of not really considering what it would mean for other people, but that also is, um, is a big part of my story that all of this happened after the age of 40. Like I met him, I think I was 44, 45 when we met. And, um, so I think that there's a lot of hope to, to share about my story. And I just like to be able to tell it on bigger and bigger platforms and, um, be available to Naomi as much as I can as well too, and be there for her journey and also navigate how much of her life she's willing for me to keep continuing to share. Mm. Like I do think about that. I share a lot about her. It's very invasive of her little privacy, if you will. Mm. Um, and that may not be able to continue as soon as I'm able to consult her about that. I'll have to, she may not want me 
to share as much of her life as I do share. And she'll be able to tell me that probably about three or four years old. But yeah. <laughs> mommy, no. And I'll be like, okay. <laughs> um, so we'll have to see. And um, it's always been my my goal to have a family business. And so, you know, I know that Lauren and I, we have some things up our sleeve that we're working on that I keep close to my chest. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see where it all goes. But I have a feeling I'll get a lot of what I want because I tend to. Yeah. You're, you're a manifester for sure. Yeah. I like that word. I'm a manifester. You're a manifester. Because it's definitely not, it's not a spirit of cockiness or arrogance. It's just a... No, it's what you just said. Yeah, no, you don't come across that way at all. It just sounds it, it. But again, it's another inspiring aspect of you of like, dream it, build it, speak it, speak it into existence. And mm -hmm. sometimes along the way, you get a surprise in that. Still go with it. It will yep. lead you to something that was meant for you. That's right. I love it. I feel like you must you must talk to a lot of people. I'm just, I really talk to a lot of people, people, but I also, it's the, it's the, the ancestors in me of, of my roots of just really following my intuition and re and feeling energies from people. Mm, and I appreciate I, it. I have no doubt. I can't wait until all this manifests for you and let this serve as another affirmation testimony of, mm. of you speaking it into existence. And, I love um, it. I really appreciate that. I really do. No, I appreciate you talking to us here. And you can find Chia Mosley at... So on Instagram, Pregnancy Over, over 40. 40. Okay, no problem. <laughs> and um, all spelled out in words. And then on TikTok, it's Pregnancy Over 40 with four zero at the end. So Pregnancy Over 40 is where you can find me. If you just really, really want to follow my journey, TikTok and Instagram is where I am. That's great. And I'm going to post her handles in the description of this podcast so you can have it. But thank you so much for your time. I, I Man, thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate you giving me this opportunity. And I appreciate meeting you and meeting another healthy Black woman. That, yeah. That's a whole other dialogue in and of itself. Yes, girl. That, you know, <laughs> statistically, we are not supposed to do what we're doing, allegedly, per the medical field and their stupid statistics. They're all mm -hmm. dumb. Mm -hmm. And you mm -hmm. have to, you have to be your best advocate at all times. And that starts here, up here, mm -hmm. in here, and your throat. You know, there all of those th three things can work together. So in it really harmony. starts with, starts with you and, and how you, how you see things in your perspective and you're an example of that. So Fantastic. Thank you so thank much, you. Gia. Hug, tell Naomi, thank you. We honor her time too, and Lauren, and we yeah, appreciate I, you. Yeah, I appreciate you as well. So let's be in touch and maybe we do it again. Yeah.